0: David McCullough's Ohio River book, The Pioneers, Life on the Frontier of America's First Western Territory. Written and read for you by me, Tamala Rich. The other night, my spouse and I were scrolling through the channels and came upon the 1972 pilot of MASH. Matt and I had watched the CBS reruns on a black and white TV every night as we pulled a meal together in his tiny college apartment. We loved the show's zany characters and it's stick it to the man, passivism, and didn't notice, much less mind, the laugh track. So we curled up on the couch to relive the experience. Here's the pilot's plot line. The swamp's Korean houseboy, Ho John, gets accepted to study at Hawkeye's alma mater, but has to pay to get himself there. The camp raises money by raffling a weekend in Tokyo with a nurse, much to the chagrin of Hot Lips and Burns. Wow, how did we overlook this in the 80s? It didn't end there. The original cast featured a third doctor in the swamp with Hawkeye and Trapper John named Spearchucker Jones. Yep, he was black. Our heads swiveled from the TV to each other fast enough to warrant a chiropractic visit. Spear That was a bridge too far. MASH will just have to remain a fond college memory in our house. Now, why did I lead with this little woke anecdote when the headline promised a book review? Because the taste and experience of any reviewer grounds their review, and tastes change over time. David McCullough's approach to his subjects is of a style that no longer appeals to me. He was one of America's most decorated historians, and that alone is reason to read The Pioneers, the heroic story of settlers who brought the American ideal west. To his credit, the title clearly tells us he will center wasp men in telling the history of settling the Northwest Territory. I could have chosen not to read it, but I'm not narrow minded. After a lifetime of reading history books that do the same thing, not noticing the bias any more than I noticed Spearchucker and MASH 40 years ago, I see it everywhere now and have recalibrated the bar for historians writing today. If McCullough were submitting this manuscript to his publisher in 2024, I'd like to think he would have used his prodigious skills and massive platform to tell a more fulsome version of history. For example, the pioneers could have included philosophical and religious differences in how native people and white settlers viewed the land. If he didn't want to go that broad, I'd have appreciated a good grounding in the scriptural interpretations of New Englanders who, quote, settled the untamed wilderness, end quote. Surely the author came upon transcripts of sermons justifying the murder of fellow human beings in the process of establishing the first white settlement in, te- in the territory, Marietta, Ohio, as the city upon the hill. And if you're unfamiliar with the origin of this term, city upon the hill, it comes from the Bible, the book of Matthew, where Christ says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Criticism aside, I learned a great deal from reading The Pioneers. McCullough emphasized throughout the book how these early settlers worked tirelessly to establish the Northwest Ordinance's three, quote, remarkable conditions, end quote, into their new communities. First, freedom of religion. Second, free universal education. And three, the prohibition of slavery. Now, I should say that these are New England values, not those of Virginia, which claimed much of the territory before the Revolution and whose land and government bordered the southern shores of the Ohio River after the Northwest Ordinance. New Englanders settled the southeastern part of Ohio first, but the Virginians entered soon after and started flexing. (laughs) You'll see that in a minute. I want you to meet the five pioneers of McCullough's title. Manasseh Cutler was a New England minister and a leader of the Ohio Company of Associates. This land company bought a large tract in what is now Southeast Ohio from the United States after the British ceded it at the end of the Revolutionary War. He vigorously pushed for the Northwest Territory to be slavery-free. General Rufus Putnam was also a founder of the Ohio Company of Associates and led the first group of settlers in founding Marietta, Ohio. Later, he served as a judge and a member of the Ohio State Constitutional Convention. Ephraim Cutler, the eldest son of Manasseh, was not as well-educated as his father had been. Yet, he led the charge in establishing a common school system and the territory's first university, Ohio University, where he served as a trustee for 29 years. Fourth, we have Samuel Hildreth, a physician, naturalist, and historian who became a member of the Ohio legislature. With the help of Ephraim Cutler and others, he published Pioneer History in 1848, followed by Memoirs of the Early Pioneer Settlers of Ohio in 1852. Joseph Barker, the fifth Uh, protagonist here. His path to providence was his important skills as a carpenter, architect, and shipbuilder. Some of the many ships he built at his farm were used for that scoundrel Aaron Burr's expedition, which I must write about soon. Barker reached the rank of colonel of the militia during the Northwest Indian War was named Justice of the Peace in 1799 and elected to serve as the judge of Washington County's Common Pleas Court from 1830 to 1842. Now, I want to zero in on the third remarkable condition of the territory, the abolition of slavery. General Putman, and Ephraim Cutler were delegates to the Territorial Convention in 1802. Both were shocked when delegates of the Jeffersonian Persuasion tried to find a way around the anti-slavery provision of the Northwest Ordinance. Among the ex-Virginians in the delegation was Speaker of the Ohio House of Representatives, Edward Tiffin, who had manumitted his slaves before moving to the territory in 1798 and evidently longed for the lifestyle of his birthright. He and other wily Virginians figured they could get away with it if they simply redefined the meaning of slavery. Here's what they proposed. No person shall be held in slavery if a male after he is 35 years of age or a female after 25 years of age. Huh. New Englanders Cutler and Putnam were very much opposed to slavery. But Cutler carried a special zeal for the issue that his father had championed before the Continental Congress when he negotiated the land deal. Before the vote came to the floor, Cutler fell ill. On the day of the vote, one account held that Putnam and another man carried Cutler to the convention on a stretcher to be sure he had done his part to vote the measure down, which they did. But wait there's more. Tiffin didn't get his way in allowing slavery but he cast a tie-breaking vote to deny the voting franchise to the states to the new states 337 african american residents. And I've linked to an interesting article on how ohio blacks eventually prevailed many years later. I'll definitely be writing about this in a future newsletter. I'm pretty sure I never learned most of this in Ohio history or American history. Did you? Did any of this surprise you? Well, that's all for me this month. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back in February with the 981 Projects Trivia Quiz. See you then. Thanks for subscribing to the 981 Project.